Hi, my name is Danny Morell, and this is Real Estate Sales, the podcast for real estate professionals and entrepreneurs that are on a path of daily inspired action leading towards success in every area of their lives. Get ready to once again break through and realize your true potential. Hey friends and welcome. This is Danny Morell with episode number 28 of the Real Estate Sales Show. I've got a big one for you today. Um, you know, we've been pretty fortunate in the fact that we've been attracting some powerful guests to this show. And I think, and I probably say this every time, Michael, so bear with me on this one, but I think <laughs> this is one of the top guests we've ever had on the show. Everybody, I want you to welcome my good friend, Mr. Michael Young. Michael, say hello, please. Hello, I can't wait to see who you're going to have. Yeah, it's you. It's you. You're the oh, guy. Oh, great. Okay. You're still the powerful guest. I, I can't <laughs> wait to see. So, Michael, um, this is our 28th episode. Uh, we've got close to 10,000 downloads on a monthly basis of our show. So, I cannot wait for everybody to meet you, hear about you, and uh, really learn how they can somewhat emulate the success that you have had. How's that sound? I appreciate it. Whatever I can do to help them. Wonderful. So let's start off with the following. Um, how long have you been in real estate sales and what got you into the business? Well, I started in June of 1990. And um, what got me into the business was before that, for a number of years, I, I didn't go to college right out of high school. Uh, I was playing music for about a year or two. And I was either going to go to LA or, or New York and, and be a studio musician. Okay. But I decided pretty quickly that my personality style wasn't really um, adept at that kind of environment. So I decided, well, um, I'm going to try something else. And, and I started working with my, my father in developing mobile home parks, of all things. And um, so at about the age of 19 or 20, I started doing that. And I uh, did that for about six years. We did some developments together, had a lot of fun. And then my dad got sick with cancer and then a heart attack. And he decided he was going to retire. So I... Uh, had to find something else to do. I loved real estate, but I knew I needed a mentor. So um, about, about a month into the business, um, I chose a mentor. And that was our uh, our friend and mentor, Mr. Uh, Mike Ferry, yes? That's correct. Yeah. So, so tell me about that. How did that change your life? Well, I think that, you know, having a mentor, especially if you are um, – ignorant on a topic as I was, uh, is, is critical. You have to have somebody that you're going to model uh, in behavior and habit patterns. And uh, for whatever reason, it was just an instant click. And uh, I just thought that he was the right guy to teach me what I needed to know to make a lot of money, at least in real estate brokerage. I love it. And so, um, and by the way, guys, you're going to hear the word money a lot because uh, Michael is one of my friends that is not afraid to use that word. And I know that some people have an issue with money, right? Because, because of background, because of whatever the case may be. Uh, Michael, um, we joke around a lot, but you consider yourself a capitalist. Is that correct? I do. I'm a capitalist pig. No question about it. <laughs> okay. And so for the, so what does that mean? What does that mean to you? That means that you could call me, and you know this because we're, we're dear friends yes. now. You could call me at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I would take the call, and I'd say, Danny, what, what would you like? And you'd say, I have a deal I want to talk to you about. I think we can make a lot of money. Right. I would take that call happily. You absolutely would. I love it. I love it. And so let, let's, you know, I've never done this on the show, and I obviously have 
a lot of people on the show that like to do well in life and like to do well for different reasons. But, you know, um, what do you think about people that maybe have a hang-up with money? I mean, they're, they're, I know for a fact, Michael, you don't know this, but I get messages all week long on people asking for help. They're stuck, whatever the case may be, in their production. And I think ultimately I'm a big believer in the fact that if, if this is all right and this is all right, then, then the money is going to come, right? So what do you think would be your first tip for somebody that feels stuck and that isn't earning what their true potential is? Well, I think you're, you're asking two different questions. Some people just have a problem with money in general. I would say if you have a problem with money in general, you really, as fast as humanly possible, should get out of real estate brokerage. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a miserable, miserable business if you're not making a lot of money. It really is. Yeah, uh, I, I, I would long. agree. Yeah, it's, it's a terrible business unless you're really going to succeed at it. Yep. And even if you succeed at it, it can be difficult at times, very challenging uh, emotionally and stress-wise. Stress so that's the first thing I would say. If you have a problem with money, you're probably not in the right business. You should probably go out and get a regular job, nine to five, and, uh, and live happily ever after. If you're not making the money that you um, say you want to make, I would ask you, show me your defined goals, number mm -hmm. one. Show me who your mentor is. Show me who your accountability partners are. Um, show me uh, what you think you should be earning and by when. And show me what your habits are because we are our habits. Right. And I want to know what your standards are because we are our standards. So I would ask about 10 questions in about 30 seconds and then I would be very quiet and I would listen to the answers. Hmm. For fun, do you want to do that with me? Of course. Let's, let's do it because I think, you know, I, 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 I tend to shy away from this type of stuff because I don't want to scare anybody with my thinking. But, um, but I think this would be a good, healthy activity for our listeners to listen to. So give me a couple of questions and, and, uh, and, and let's do this for fun. Maybe just three or four questions. Sure. So Danny, um, do you have a mentor? I absolutely do. Yes. Good. Okay. Do you model that mentor? Uh, to the absolute best of my ability. Absolutely. Yeah. Good for you. How many accountability part uh, partners do you have in your life right now? She's, I consider the entire company my accountability partner because they are constantly seeing what I'm doing. But on a deeper level, um, I would say 15. 15? 15, 15. Okay. 15. Yeah. And do each one of them, do they have specific things they're holding you accountable for? Uh, you know what? That's where I think I can improve. I don't think that uh, all 15 are holding me accountable for specific things. I think maybe only three to four are holding me accountable for specific things. Good. And the three to four that are holding you accountable, how much money What have you sent them checks and what amount, if you don't do what you say you're going to do, are they going to cash? That's a great question. I have done that in the past. I haven't done that currently. I'm not doing that at this very moment. Good. When would you like starting a day to, to start that, have that happen? I'll send you a check. I don't doesn't need to be me, but whoever those three or four people are, I would think about an amount that if you don't do what you say you're going to do and they cash it, it's going to hurt. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's, that's very critical. Yeah. Uh, so I would go, those are the kind of questioning techniques I would use to see a person's commitment level. 
And Michael, would you agree that if someone is struggling right now financially, or if someone is struggling trying to accomplish their goals in this business, that the answers to the questions you just asked might sound very different than the way that I just answered? Well, first of all, they probably wouldn't answer the questions because most people are not committed to anything. That's number one. Number two, if a person is committed, that even if they can't answer the question, they'll do their best or they'll change their behavior to answer the question and commit to something. Because at the end of the day, I'm not interested in what somebody says. All I'm interested in is what they're going to do. Right. All I care about are the results. That's the name of the game. Absolutely. And that's why accountability is so important. Absolutely. So, Michael, so obviously accountability is an important ingredient. Um, I know this about you, so I would love for everybody to hear this. You've been doing this for 20-plus years now. How many hours a day do you still prospect? Four hours a day. Four hours a day. Yes. That means that four hours out of your day, you are actively and aggressively going out there to find business. Is that correct? That's correct. And on top of that, and guys, I want you to listen to this. On top of that, you have accountability partners set up throughout those four hours or throughout the days to ensure that you do what you say you're going to do. Is that correct? Neil Weichel, Valerie, Caro, and Tony Smith each have checks right now in their possession of $500, each one of them. Okay. I call, I call Neil at 4.30. I actually text him at 4.30. Uh, at 12 noon, Valerie gets my numbers for that morning. And then after 6 o'clock, Tony is texting my numbers as well, my results. Mm. If they don't get those, they cash the check. And believe me, they will. And so, Michael, you are obviously living in a very, very different life then I would say 90% of our listeners, I would say 98% of our listeners are living in. And that is that you are clear with what you want, you understand that you need accountability to get it, and you're willing to do whatever it takes to, to achieve your goal. Is that correct? That's correct. Wonderful. And if I could ask you this question, what has you so disciplined? What has you so committed? Is it something that you've always wanted to do and always wanted, have you always been wired this way or what clicked for you? Well, I'm personally, I'm, I'm probably wired this way to begin with. I, I, I tend to be very goal driven anyway, but I don't think it really has to be that way because I think depending on, it doesn't really matter what your personality style is. I think yeah. it, really becomes, it comes down to your versatility level and what, what, what your commitment level is. And I'm very, very committed to my life. Yeah. I'm 53 I'm 53 years old. So I'm on the second half of my life. Um and I don't know when my life is going to end. It could end in an hour, it could end if I'm lucky 50 years from now. I'm going to assume it's going to end 50 years from now. So I'm doing everything I can to build my asset base and build my business so that my passive income and my earned income are so great that I basically can do what I want when I want, with whom I want, at whatever time I want. And that's really the goal. That's what gets me up at 4.30 in the morning, five days a week, and that's what keeps me up late at night. So let's talk about that because that's one of the reasons I was, I think, so excited to have you on this show. I mean, first things first, you sell a lot of homes. How many homes do you sell per year? This year I'm on track to sell 100 plus properties. Okay, 100 plus. And you've been doing that now for, for a while, is that correct? I have, yes. Okay, great. 
And the key to, to, to what makes you so special, Michael, is that I think it's not the amount of homes that you sell. I think it's what you do with the income that you earn from those homes. Uh, if you can, tell everybody a little bit about your focus on buying real estate. Well, brokerage is a means to an end, and it always has been. From, from day one, I knew that brokerage was just a, a, a venue, mm-hmm. a tool to acquire real estate. I'm not really a flipper. I have done flipping in the past. I still do flipping for certain strategical reasons, but I'm a long-term passive investor, um, passive income investor, a Warren Buffett, Sam Zell type of investor. I'm a value investor. Mm. So all I care about is building my asset base so that the passive income that I have, no matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm alive or dead, keeps growing and growing and growing until eventually the assets are buying more assets so it becomes infinite. Right. The brokerage, because I, I run about four or five different businesses, so the brokerage aspect of my life is just one aspect of my life that unfortunately because it's earned income, mm-hmm. this is the key thing, I have to spend more time with it, which sucks. Right. And I, it really bothers me, but as I said, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And I have to put that aside, suck it up, and continue to do it because it is a means to an end. It helps me to have more money, have the amount of money I need to reinvest into passive income assets, equity assets. And not to mention that that income is taxed at a higher rate, correct? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. So, so Michael, when... The worst, the worst possible income you could make from a tax point of view is earned income. Gotcha. Okay. Fantastic. So, Michael... Um, I think there's a lot of people out there that have a goal to someday um, own a lot of real estate. So question number one is, when did you start? How, how old were you and at what time did it just click that this is what you needed to do with the rest of your life and this was the focus you needed to have? Well, when I met Mike, Mike Ferry, uh, we had two conversations all the time going. And at first it was mostly about learning his, his systems, but then it, quickly, very quickly, in the first year or two, became a dual focus of um, selling a certain amount of properties, having a certain amount of earning income, but then reinvesting that in real estate hard assets. Gotcha. And that started in the, I would say, the mid-90s, so over over 20 years. Fantastic. And so um, I am a, on average, how many properties are you trying to buy or doors or units per year? Could you give us an idea? What, what is your goal? Well, it's, it's changed a bit in the last two or three years because the market is so um, irrational right now. and has been for the last couple of years. I haven't been very aggressive in buying as much as I normally would buy. Now, from the years of, say, 2007 to 2011, I was very aggressive. Mm. So right now, I control about 250 doors. Love it. Okay. But it's not really the doors, it's not really the amount of doors where it's 25 or 2 or 250 or 2,500. What's most important is that you have to buy in a way that if the market crashes, which I always assume it will, that even if it goes down 20, 30%, that you're still going to cash flow no matter what happens. That is key. One of the things that I've had the luxury just in time of watching, sadly, are all these great people that invested, but they would buy property at the top of the market, they would buy it, break even, and then when one little thing would happen, a 5 or 10% correction, all of a sudden they're wiped out. Gotcha. You can't do that. You just can't do that. So I'd rather be, I'm very, very conservative. 
Um, usually what I'll do is I'll pay cash to tie things up to get it the right um, to first. The first thing I want to do always is tie the property up. I want to just absolutely tie it up and then see how the, how, the, how the books are cooked, so to speak. And then after that, I can easily refinance it. But it's, it's, you don't make your money when you sell. You make your money when you buy. Yeah. And the people that are, are you know, starting to dip their foot in the water, that's the main thing. I don't care what you think it's going to be worth 5, 10, 50 years. That is irrelevant to me. I want it to either cash flow from day one or I want to know if it's going to be a value improved thing that's going to cash flow at a certain amount. And no matter what happens, whether it's a terrorist attack or the central bank does something stupid or the government does something stupid and the market crowd, whatever it is, that I don't have to worry about you know, the ups and downs of the market. That cash keeps coming to me no matter what. That's all I care about. Awesome. Fantastic. And so what, what, is, what is your goal in terms of how much longer you'll be selling real estate? Because I, some people may be listening to you saying, right, 250 doors, like I'm done, right? That obviously is a result of the fact that you have a much bigger goal. Is that correct? Well, the, the, the overriding goal, my definite major purpose, which is my overriding goal, and that's pure Napoleon Hill, yeah. uh, is to have $100,000 per month after-tax passive income. Gotcha. Not including uh, earned income from real estate. Because I'll, I'll probably do this. I don't know, Dan. You know, it's hard. I go back and forth. I'm 53. I mean, at 60, if I'm earning $3 bucks a year, working three or four days a week, or income not including the passive income, am I going to stop? I doubt it. Well, that would be kind of silly. Yeah. If I could have passive and earned in- income of, you know, five, six million dollars a year at the age of 60, and I'm, you know, proud. I'm traveling by, by private jet, you know, once a month to wherever I want to go. And I have, you know, everything I possibly want and my health is good and my family's happy. I don't see stopping because I probably get bored. I, I'm a deal junkie. I live to put deals together. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I'm you a know, deal junkie. I love it. And you know, Michael, the other thing that I love is that, and I, and I, and I know this about you, um, because even in the short time that um, we've had our relationship, I mean, I, I've always been a big thinker. And yet you're showing me, showing me to think even bigger than, than, than the way I'm already thinking in certain, in certain avenues. Um, I, I love the fact that the conversations we have are all about creating and doing amazing things. And you just mentioned private jet. You just mentioned $6 million a year. You just mentioned 250 doors. And yet, Michael, unfortunately, there might be people out there that are listening right now that are like trying to get their first sale. And they've been trying to do that for a year, you know. Um, let's go back to basics. If you could give some people one to three things about uh, direction as to what they would need to do in order to get going in the right direction, uh, what would those three things be? Well, let's, let's take it down to the very basics because I'm all, I have very low IQ, so it's got to be very simple for me, very basic. So the first thing is you have to know what to say. Okay. So an agent has to know their scripts backwards and forwards. They've got another objection handlers. They've got another listing presentation. They have to, if you're their broker, which I'm assuming they are, they've got to listen to you. And if, you're, if your mentor is Mike Ferry, then they've got to listen to Mike Ferry. Yeah. There's two people they, they need to listen to, two drill sergeants that will do any, and I know you, Danny. Yeah. You'll do anything with heaven and earth to, to help your people. They've got to listen to you. They've got to listen to Mike. They've got to learn their scripts, and they've got to control their time, and they've got to get accountability. Learn your scripts, control your time, have a tight schedule. Now, why do I have three people that I hold accountable to? 
I'm boxed in. Yeah. I don't have a choice. I don't want to have a choice. You know, Michael Jordan, best basketball player of all time, his one job, he said, many interviews, don't take my word for it, his only job was to listen to his coach. Hmm. He didn't do whatever he wanted to. He did exactly what was asked of him to do. Now, he did it to a level nobody's ever done it. But he didn't say, well, I know I'm supposed to split here and take a shot there, but I'm going to do it this way. He did it a certain way. Hmm. All great athletes do. All great actors do. All great doctors do. That's what all great people do. They don't just do whatever they feel like they want to do. They have they a very, very tight schedule, which conversely gives them the freedom Absolutely. of wealth. You cannot be wealthy and do whatever you want to do whenever you want to do it especially if you're first starting out. You have you don't have the you haven't earned the right to do that. Yeah. So if you want to be wealthy, or forget even being wealthy, if you want to do ten deals a year or twenty deals a year, fifty deals a year, you have to follow scripts, follow a schedule and follow what your boss or mentor tells you to do. It's no more complicated than that. It's a very, very, very simple business. It's just not easy. It really is. And, and you know Mike, um, it's funny because that's one of the things that most people ask me about is you know, uh, I always mention role play because I, I know that without that and without understanding my scripts and without having the confidence, uh, having the confidence to go out there and, 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 and know what to say and know how to say it, I wouldn't be sitting where I'm at today. I wouldn't be the person that no. I am today, you know. That's right. And, and, and yet, Michael, the reality is, is that, you know, there's what does it mean to you or what does it mean from the outside looking in? If you have an agent that has been told learn your scripts, maybe for a year or two years, and they still haven't done it, what does that mean? That would mean they should be fired immediately on the spot. It, it probably, I mean, let's just get to the point. It probably does, right? Because the difference, you see, it's funny, Michael. Pe people see what you've accomplished. People you know, see whatever I've accomplished, and they, they look at it like, wow, whatever the case may be. And yet the reality is, is that I just was really good at doing what I was told to do. And I think people have a hard time with that because people's egos get in the way. I want success so bad that I just find people, find mentors like Mike, uh, surround myself with great people like yourself, and I'm just open ears ready to do If someone tells me memorize the script, you know what, I'll have it memorized in an hour, in one hour, where someone else won't do it in a year. What are your thoughts about that? Earl Nightingale, the magic word, attitude. I love it. I love it. You either have a great attitude or you don't. If you don't have a great attitude, I don't want you on my team. Yeah. Doesn't mean you're a bad person. Doesn't mean God doesn't love you. But don't get anywhere near me because I can see why would I hang out with you when I can hang out with Danny Morell? Yeah. See that you, you gotta really let's really think this thing through. If I could hang out with Danny Morell or some young guy or gal or old guy or old gal that won't even learn a script. Let's see, who do I hang out with? Right. Very easy. It's all about attitude. Absolutely. It, there's, there's no more, I just had to let, let a, uh, a staff person go and, and hire a new one. The number one reason I hired her, attitude. It's the key to everything. Yep, yep. Nice smile on your face, always great energy, always enthusiastic, always positive about everything. You can't know enough, you can't know enough people like that. It's impossible. I love it. So, Michael, here's your final question because I know you've got to get back to work here. Um, I, I know that you're aggressively looking for deals and you're aggressively looking for uh, um, uh, investments. 
And if, if I'm not mistaken, you'll look at them throughout the country or what are your boundaries here? You know, I, I might look at them throughout the country, but if it's going to be throughout the country, it's, I'm going to have to take a local partner Okay. that, that will help me because I'm not going to invest X amount of dollars with, you know, and, and be on my own. Um, but, you know, it's all about the numbers. There's no emotion involved. It's all about the numbers. If it's a good deal and uh, it's out of my area, but there's a partner I can partner up with, if I have to get on a plane, I don't have a problem with that. It's all about the numbers. Awesome. So, Michael, how does someone get a hold of you? What is the best way to contact you, ask questions, uh, send a potential deal your way? How, how would they go about doing that? Well, the best way to contact me would either be by email or phone or text, whatever. Uh, my, my cell number is 415-215-3925. The name of my company is Princeton Pacific Properties. Princeton like the college, Pacific like the ocean properties. And my email is michael at princetonpacific.com. Um, you can call me anytime. I love it, Michael. And any final thoughts for all of our listeners? I would say don't sell yourself short. Really think about what you want in your life. J. Paul Getty said that life is pretty simple. Um, you can have anything you want. You just have to think about what you want and what price are you willing to pay for, pay for it. Yep. And that's really what it comes down to. Think about what you want because it's not a matter of education. It's not a matter of who you know. Now, those things help sometimes. They certainly do. But if you have the, the desire, the burning desire, you know what you want, and you, and you really think about what price you're willing to pay for and you pay it, you can have anything you want. You just have to decide. That's really what it, what it comes down to. I can make it a lot more complicated, but, but that's it. That's really what it is. Well, Michael, on behalf of all of our listeners, I want to say thank you uh, for your time. Thank you for sharing some of your wisdom with us. And more than anything, thank you for the example that you are on a day-to-day -day basis. We really, really appreciate that. Um, for all of our listeners, if you're out there, that's a wrap. That's episode number 28. And I want you to do this. Now that you heard this show, I want you to go back and listen to the previous three shows where I talked about looking at your numbers, where I talked about understanding your ratios, where I spoke about time management. Because I think that Michael Young is an exact example of what could happen for your life if you really start understanding the previous three shows. As always, thanks again for joining us on today's episode. If you haven't already, go to your podcast app in your iPhone and subscribe. All you got to do is search for Danny Morell or Real Estate Sales Show and just click subscribe. And for those of you that are unfortunate Android users, you can subscribe as well. You just got to download an app called Stitcher and you can do it that way. Until next time, my friends, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, my friend.